ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Uh, I'm the gnarly gnome. This is the weekly pint. This is the oops, wrong button. Whoops, <laughs> spoiled that part. <laughs> Jeez, I guess, I guess I need to fix that. <laughs> um, uh, it's the weekly pint. It's the show that sometimes just does things that it's not supposed to really do. It just kind of has a mind of its own. Sometimes I feel uh, like. I'm just kind of hanging on to this thing and trying to steer it in the right direction as much as I am um, actually making a show. <laughs> That's what makes live fun, though, right? Um, and it's already been kind of weird. So um, in theory, I should be streaming to Instagram for the first time. Um, however, it doesn't look like it actually is working. So um, I'll have to figure that out uh, this week and see um, uh, why it's not working. I don't know. Everything looks like it is, and everything says that it is. But um, as uh, as Julia pointed out, starting off twenty twenty four with chaos. What else do you expect? <laughs> if you're if you're new to this thing, uh, it's a live happy hour. It is a show, but it's 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 really a happy hour. It started with with COVID uh, when we couldn't leave the house, and we turned this into some kind of a happy hour where we could sit and we could hang out together and have a beer and just talk about whatever was happening in the world at that time. Uh, that's still kind of the core of what the show is. It's an excuse to just hang out and drink together. Uh, so with that being said, please uh, jump on the chat wherever you happen to be um, watching the show and tell us what it is that you're drinking. Um, Marco says he is having a family tradition base from 2023. Josh is having a West Side Dippa. Um, Elijah is having taste of Keeper's Heart Irish Whiskey Bourbon Blend. All right, an Irish Whiskey Bourbon Blend, uh, Keeper's Heart. Um, I have not heard of that, and that actually sounds kind of interesting to me. The um, uh, Irish Whiskey is a little kind of um, mild, I guess, as far as whiskeys go, and to bring in kind of some bourbon, but not full bourbon, give it just a little kind of uh, a blend of it. Uh, that sounds interesting to me. I'm curious to... Uh, um, um, how that tastes. Let's see. Julia is having uh, the last barrel-aged drummer boy from Fretboard Brewing. Her last barrel-aged drummer boy. I'm sure there's some out there somewhere. Um, <laughs> Marcus says the thumbs up. It's not doing it. There it goes. <laughs> it just takes so long. <laughs> Whatever. Um, I'm going to crack open a drink. Um, I'm not having a beer. Uh, also, the... The drunk line, I don't think is up and running right now, and I'm not even going to try to fight with it, so uh, no drunk line. Um, all right, I'm going to dive into a glass of something here. Elijah says it's very tasty, um, lots of sweetness, and a bit of rye pepperiness, too. That sounds awesome. Um, I'm going to crack into fish logs. This is the new cider uh, from... Fruit Blood, if you can see that on there. Um, we talked about this on the show, I don't know when, a few weeks back when uh, they announced that they were canning this. Uh, I have had the house cider that uh, Fruit Blood makes that is on tap at Urban plenty of times. Uh, this is the first time I'm cracking up a can of fish logs. I assume it's pretty, uh, um, pretty similar, if not the exact same thing. Uh, let's read what it says here. Uh, it says, best serve cold, good to know, uh, drink your cider cold, fish logs, Cincinnati cider, it is juicy, bubbly, and refreshing, 
in our neighborhood, there's a bright yellow sign on an old gray building, and it says only two words. Although it's been there for as long as we can remember, we'll never forget the first time we asked ourselves, what is a fish log? We dedicate this cider to not only to our home neighborhood of Northside, but to all of Cincinnati. We love you. Fruit Blood Cider. Um, I love it. Absolutely love it. Um, the dive bar is the um, the old Timber Inn there in, uh, in Northside. Uh, they have since closed uh, or have been closed for a while now after the, uh, the owner died. Um, I have heard that somebody has bought it and is trying to, uh, renovate the old Timber Inn into, I don't know, the new Timber Inn. Um, whether or not the uh, fish logs make a return, uh, remains to be seen, but... I never had a fish log. However, uh, I heard that they were actually really good. It's just a big, giant fish stick, basically. <laughs> um, uh, Michael is having the last beer of January. Other half, tall kiwi. Uh, is that a dry January um, hint at a, what's happening? I've long terrified of out-of-towners with a threat to get fish logs for lunch. Um, yeah, uh, I'm, there are fish logs at other places around town. I can't tell you where exactly because I don't know, but I know that I've seen them on menus before uh, other than just the old Timber Inn. All right, I'm going to dive into this. Uh, it looks like a uh, uh, hazy, murky um, glass of apple juice. All right, let me see. Whole 30. Yeah, it smells. So <laughs> the reason that this is my favorite cider uh, in all of Cincinnati is because when I stick my nose in here and I take a big whiff of this, it smells like apples. It just smells like apples. Uh, Julia says that the crow's nest in Price Hill has a damn good fish log. This is exactly what I want cider to, to smell like. I want it to smell like an apple, like a, like a, like a, just a regular apple. Yeah. All right. I'm going to dive in. Mm. It's juicy. It's crisp. Oh, it's so good. It tastes like an apple, man. Uh, still by far my favorite cider that exists. Um, <laughs> Uh, does that need to be a thing? Uh, Michael says that uh, uh, the crow's nest uh, is where first heard the F word. <laughs> it was, for me, it was definitely uh, the old Timber Inn. Uh, well, uh, I'd driven past it and I'd seen it and didn't understand it. And then I was sitting uh, over a couple beers with some friends one night and we were talking about dive bars, as people often do. And somebody asked... Oh, Michael says that crow's nest is where I first heard the F word, like the actual F word. Uh, Bob says, is that from Urban Artifact? Uh, sort of. No. <laughs> I mean, no. It's uh, it's from Fruit Blood, which is a different company than Urban Artifact. Um, Josh, who used to brew at Urban Artifact, went and started uh, Fruit Blood, which is a, a, a winery um, that is right next door to Urban Artifact. And it's... Uh, uh, overfruited, terrible description for wine. It's overfruited wine. It's just super fruity wine. Um, and so, if Urban Artifact made wine, it would be what they make. Um, and this is 
uh, their their cider that they do. So if Urban Artifact made a cider, this is to me what it would taste like. Um, Urban Ar- Artifact does, I believe, own a little piece of Fruit Blood. Um, I believe. Um, so no, it's not from Ur- Urban Artifact. Uh, however, it's made right next door. Uh, he actually rents space out of Urban Artifact's warehouse, so it's kind of in Urban Artifact. <laughs> so I don't know how to, I don't know how to describe that. Um, yeah, it just it tastes like. Uh, one of the things that I think is fun about the stuff that Urban is doing right now um, is that, and again, this is not Urban, but along the same vein, one of the things that I love is that they take a fruit and create a drink that tastes like that fruit uh, or uh, something that represents that fruit to them. And this is uh, that exact same thing, uh, just in cider form. It is, it is, it is apples. It is just a liquid representation of what apples uh, are. Um, I've never tasted a cider that, that tastes that delicious. So if you haven't gone and picked up a uh, four pack of um, uh, fish logs, uh, do it because it is, uh, it's, it's fantastic. Uh, just for anybody who, uh, um, is cider curious, I guess this is definitely the way to go. Um, I don't have a lot of news stories, but I do want to talk about, uh, uh, some things that I've been drinking. Elijah says all hail urban artifact and fruit blood. Um, I can get behind that. Um, let's go ahead and talk about, um, the, uh, uh, the, the, the best things that I've drank. Uh, over the holidays, I, I drank a lot of different things, and I drink a lot of great things, um, but there are several things that uh, I definitely want to talk about. Um, I have been reading, uh, there's a there's a book about the history of lager that I've been working my way through over the last month or so, um, uh, slowly but surely, as my kids allow it, and it's got me um, just kind of uh, mentally obsessing over lager beer, especially uh, historic lager beer, uh, especially German lager beer, and I'm uh, getting to some other chapters with some other countries, which I'm sure will create, send me down some other rabbit holes. But I've, uh, German styles, uh, especially German lagers, have been um, just stuck in my brain every minute that they can possibly be. Um, so um, needless to say, through the holidays, uh, I drank a lot of German lager beer. Um, some of it German styles that are brewed here and some of them actually, uh, imported German, uh, lager beer. Um, the first one, actually says, good thing. The, uh, German Irish lager is coming back out in three days. Yes. Uh, the first one, uh, well, we'll, we'll start with one that is brewed here. The, uh, Moorline Dunkel. Um, I bought, uh, some of this for, uh, um, I don't know if I got it for Christmas or if it was for New Year's, but uh, I just finished, I think, the last one um, this morning. And uh, um, if you haven't had the new stuff that the the, the new Moreline is putting out, uh, this is a great, great one to start with. Uh, it's a, just a traditional Dunkel lager. It's 5.8%, um, uh, loaded with Munich malt, uh, some good floral kind of s- slightly spicy hops, um, just 
super light, easy drinking, uh, but then packed full of some caramel, um, some earthy, toasty kind of flavors. It's just it's everything that a uh, Munich Dunkel should be. It's it's it, it's a great beer, and uh, one that uh, I definitely enjoy when you want to just kind of put back a couple beers, but something that's a little bit more flavorful. Um, I drank, uh, so while we were, um, for New Year's, one of our, uh, traditions that we always have is a, uh, either lunch or dinner at Steinkeller up in Oxford on New Year's Eve. And we went up for lunch this year or brunch, I guess, uh, more, uh, accurately described. And I had a, uh, a very large, uh, or a couple very large uh, boots <laughs> of Powliner, uh, uh, the Hellas. Um, Hellas Lager is something that I've never paid a ton of attention to. I've always kind of leaned more towards uh, Pilsners um, or maybe even Dortmunders, uh, but Hellas uh, is something that I've been kind of, again, obsessing over in my head. Uh, so I went with uh, a Hellas Lager. Um, soft, floral, a little more malt heavy than, than Pilsners tend to be, uh, but not a malty beer by any stretch, but just, man, it was, it was perfect with food. Um, and I drank a ton of it and, uh, really, really enjoyed it. Um, I wanted to get, uh, the Spaten, uh, Hellas, which I believe, um, if I remember correctly from the book, uh, it was the first Hellas that was, uh, the brewed, depending on, uh, who you ask. There was another brewery called like Thomas Brow or something that they had a, uh, Hellas lager that they claim came out first, but every record makes it look like it probably came out just like a little bit after spotting. So, um, nerdy stuff, <laughs> but yeah, Hellas lager, uh, I've been, uh, kind of, uh, obsessing over that. Then the other thing that I've been obsessing over, not just uh, over the holidays, um, but definitely over the past few months, uh, Kolsch, Kolsch beer. Uh, um, big thanks to uh, Northern Row for making me obsess over Kolsch uh, with their Kolsch nights. Um, I had to pick up some at the store when I was stuck in the cooler for, for New Year's, and I got some Reisdorf Kolsch. Uh, it's, again, nice, light, easy to drink, 4.8%. Um, in, in a similar way as Hellas, it leans a little bit away from the hops, a little bit uh, uh, fuller bodied though, because it's, it's, it's Kolsch. And then you get this really great kind of earthy, um, yeah, earthy hops is the way I would describe it. It's, it's a super good beer. Uh, I don't typically kind of, aside from all of this, when I'm walking into the beer store, uh, I, I typically pass over the import section. I ignore it. I uh, just, I just, I, I think it's makes more sense to get something that's brewed here. And, uh, um, I, I, this, this last month or so, I've been kind of twisting that around and trying some imported stuff that, uh, sometimes I ignore. And they had the, uh, the Kolsch in a uh, four pack of cans. Um, there were bigger cans. I don't know if they were 16 or, yeah, they had to be 16 ounces. I don't know. Maybe they were a little bit bigger than 16. I don't think I have one around here anymore. I think I drank them all. <laughs> and uh, uh, so four-pack of cans. So the cans obviously uh, offer better protection for a imported beer that uh, sometimes can get a little uh, a little skunky in the uh, the bottles that it uh, that it travels them. Um, so I was I was really enjoying those though the uh, kind of the the German thing, and I'm definitely um, not done with that. <laughs> we'll see. I might have to go like completely opposite the next couple days to just kind of. Uh, refresh 
my my brain drink a bunch of very hoppy IPAs or something or ciders things like that just because I've been drinking so much of these uh, German lagers. Um, uh, let's talk about uh, some of the stuff that's coming up with um, uh, Cincy Brewcast. So uh, no show this week. I will hopefully be recording one this week. Um, I have on the calendar right now, I think I've got maybe six or seven episodes over the next few months already kind of hopefully in ink on the calendar um, to make sure that uh, we've got some coming. Uh, My goal is to be a little more consistent with that over uh, the next, uh, definitely the next few months. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm shooting for a full, full season coming up. So uh, stay tuned for that. Um, I have, I have again on paper, plans to roll out a whole year of drinking with the gnome episodes also. So we're talking like one a month or so of drinking with the gnome episodes. Uh, Maybe there'll be some gaps that get filled in between those two. So there might be more than 12 coming this year. We'll see. Uh, We also have lots of videos coming. (laughs) That's the thing I'm going to beat the crap out of myself with this year, uh, or at least this first part of the year. We'll see how it kind of goes and how, how the schedule handles it. But uh, I'm planning on, um, some longer form videos, um, probably uh, one a week is the goal over this first, I don't know, three months or so and see how that goes. And then definitely uh, at least a short video um, once a week or so. We'll, again, we'll see. Uh, Want to come brew with me? Uh, maybe, yes. Send me an email, so gnome at the gnarly gnome.com. And um, if we can make something happen, we'll make it happen. Um, but yeah, lots, lots of fun video content. If you guys didn't see the other night, I posted a video about, uh, the, uh, West side barley wine, which, uh, was really, really delicious. Um, I did have a couple of those too. Um, I should have put those on my list of the best things I drank because, uh, barley wine is another great example of a style that I just have never really paid a lot of attention to. And when I do, um, it starts to make me kind of obsess over it. Uh, I need to, uh, I need to crack into the cellar and see what other barley wines I've got hanging out. I know I've got some in there. Um, I know, well, I don't know if I'm supposed to say it. I think, I think Dogberry is releasing their barley wine that they haven't released in a few years. Uh, they're releasing that for their anniversary. And I believe I've got a couple bottles of that sitting around that I could dive into and see how that's drinking from last time. They um, um, they did twelve ounce bottles. That's it. That's what. Yeah, we've got some. This is their uh, Dogavon. Oh, I still love these bottles. Um, wax dipped. They are just kind of a complete departure, or were a complete departure for what we were used to seeing from Dogberry. Um, just really, really pretty. Printed bottles. Um, and this was, let's see. This was brewed in 2017, aged for nine months. So this was released in 2018. 
Um, I don't know if that was the last time they released it. I feel like they've released it since then, but man, it's such a cool, such a cool bottle. I have a couple of those in there. Maybe I'll crack those open later. Stay tuned. <laughs> maybe I'll, maybe I'll throw something up about it on, uh, on some kind of social media platform. Um, so that's, that's kind of the, the big stuff that, uh, I'm, I'm working on that is coming. Um, definitely, definitely some drinking with the gnome episodes. <laughs> I've, I've been recording so much stuff and writing so much stuff for that show and just haven't got it finished up. And, uh, I need to do that. Uh, hopefully things kind of calm down, uh, with, uh, with, with the work side of life. Um, figuring out a lot of scheduling stuff there of how I can make that make more sense and um, and stop neglecting things like the YouTube channel and the podcast and the website, <laughs> all of those things that I love doing uh, that mean a lot to me. Um, speaking of uh, content creation, if there is anybody that is, that is watching this that hasn't already noticed, uh, I did start a new uh, YouTube, or not YouTube, I'm sorry, a new Facebook group that is uh, for content creators, especially in the beer kind of realm. If you uh, like to make podcasts or you like to take pictures and put them on Instagram or anything, really, uh, if you like to create content around beer, uh, we uh, hopefully are creating a little space for people like that to kind of get together and share ideas and share thoughts and get better about things and make each other better and all of that. Uh, so just look for beer content creators on Facebook and you'll you'll find it. And uh, join the group and share it with any content creators that you know. Um, I hope that it grows enough that we can start getting some people from kind of outside Cincinnati to kind of join in and kind of, you know get some ideas from from outside of our bubble and uh, meet some new people that uh, um, that do this same thing that we do because um, this is fun. <laughs> it's, it's a ton of fun. It just gets more and more fun um, every year that goes by. Uh, that's all I've got for you guys tonight. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna chill down a barley wine and um, drink it, and hopefully get both of my kids in bed. I don't know if, how we're ever gonna get them back on a normal schedule after, um, uh, after, <laughs> after New Year's. Julia says I already do. Green Valley Brewing is in there. That's true. Um, yeah, it's uh, the next the next week is gonna be weird trying to get back onto some kind of normal schedule. I don't know what normal means. I don't know. I don't know what that is. Um, but yeah, stay tuned. Uh, there's some fun content coming this week, uh, some video stuff, um, hopefully a podcast starting next week. And uh, if you ever have any thoughts or ideas about uh, show ideas that you want to hear me talk about, uh, feel free to send them my way. We um, are working on some fun stuff, uh, some new breweries, some old breweries, uh, some people who are just drinkers uh, like like us um, to talk about some fun ideas and uh, uh, there should be some good stuff. So uh, stay tuned for that. Um, thank you guys for hanging out. Uh, sorry it's a short one tonight, but uh, holiday week, uh, you know how it goes. <laughs> it's, uh, it's always a little chaotic. Um, and uh, speaking of chaotic, stay tuned this month for the first drop, the first merch drop of 2024. Um, and 
just as a hint, uh, this one deals with chaos <laughs> because why, what else would I kick things off with other than chaos? Um, thank you guys very much. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk soon. We'll drink soon. Um, prost everybody. That's good. Cheers to uh, 2024. Uh, somebody throw out a guess. How many beers do you think we will drink on Cincy Brewcast in 2024? Just uh, just make a guess, and we'll see who if anybody nails it. Uh, we're I think we're about to hit our thousandth beer very soon on the show. Trivia. <laughs> <laughs>